electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, Tuesday turnaround in progress, not just stateside, but in the UK, France, Germany, Hong Kong, after the worst day for the S&P since May. No firm catalyst, but plenty else to watch, including day one of the Fed meeting. Our roadmap begins with contagion fears and the bounce back. Stocks look to recover after the worst day for the S&P in four months. Plus, Uber shares are surging ahead of the open. The ride-sharing company did boost its third quarter outlook. And a shot in the arm. J&J says a second shot of its COVID-19 vaccine boosts protection for moderate to severe cases to 94%. All right. So what what it's different this morning? Jim. Okay. So uh, by Chinese sources, which were actually pretty decent, even though I'm considered to be uh, not necessarily complicit with the regime, are uh, saying, listen, we're, we're keeping this one in China. Uh, this, this money is owed by Chinese companies. Uh, the debt is Chinese companies. We're not going to have this be contagion. We're going to let this thing, this moral hazard issue, uh, but they're going to make it so that this does not disrupt the world. However, it is going to cause a step down in growth. And so, therefore, those who want to just, you know, cover and buy uh, Freeport, you know, Caterpillar, good luck. You have to be in and you have to be in and out. But this was the word that they put out last night. And a lot of what they put out was basically, we hear what's going on in the U.S. media, and we want people to know the contagion stops at our borders. And, David, you know in a command economy they can do that. However, I think this was Xi's first big mistake. You do. Why? Well, because this is a much bigger market than he's taken on versus gaming and education after mean the property or real estate market. 25% of the economy. Yep. So, you know, you've got a lot of people who are out a lot of money. And he has to try to figure out how to make it so that they don't get too upset because he doesn't. I mean, look, it's he's not dictator for life yet. No, I think 22 is exactly. when it yeah, kind of becomes know, more official, right? It's the right. next. It's the next. But there's Congress, risk. Next part of there's Congress. risk. Yeah. And this was an idea to make it so everybody's equal, common prosperity. But it may not have worked the way that she wanted. So this is his first mistake. I think this is his first mistake. He hasn't made any mistakes until now? No. It's a pretty I, good track record. In terms of trying to make people feel that they're equal. Mm-hmm. But this one is a backfire. Uh, we'll see. Well, we'll see what? It's kind of early. Well, it, it, past judgment. Well, this thing's going to def- made default this week. Yeah, I know, but it's not, if it's not contagion, then. Well, then I'm they just saying it, that. As you say they're going to. The then, not contagion is making it so that those who sold our banks, which I said were wrong, are going to regret that they sold our banks. You sold J.P. Morgan on this? I'm not saying Jamie Dimon was laughing all the way to the bank because he happens to be the bank. But it was, his stock shouldn't have been sold. That was sort of B of A's point this morning. Uh, the exposure of U.S. banks to Chinese property compared to capital or assets yeah. is, is 
is very small. Yeah, this Lehman Minsky, people like to mention Minsky. I remember there was like a great movie about him. I'm tired of that. The fact is, is that it's a Lehman moment for no one because it's a command economy. And I don't seem to under, I think people still continue to believe that somehow the Chinese communists are like us. I mean, look, the only way they're like us that I can see is that they don't want COVID at the Olympics. And so how big is the lockdown going to be? Why are you, like, looking at me like I don't know? I have worked since 3.30 on this. I, I don't doubt it. I know that you work harder than anybody I know. Well, that's the point, including those clowns that I'm now attacking in the mentions. I'm no longer tolerating it because they're so darn stupid. They remind me they're like Jet fans meet Atlanta Falcon fans. Sorry, it ain't coming together. Diamond whatever, three diamonds, that's all, tuna. All that being said about what? China, which we do talk about a, a great deal as we need yeah. to, I, you, don't push aside what he, I mean, he has been trying to sort of engineer, and the journal had a very long, interesting story about it today, sort of a new form of socialism that, that essentially um, takes the capital down in terms of the, its significance in the economy, yes, right? Yes, but I think... And the we, capitalists, But so when you speak. take the property... Se- the property segment is a little too big there. So he may have misjudged in terms of how much he could hurt lots of people. Okay. So bottom line it for me, then. What does it really mean for bottom the Chinese economy, it, and what does it actually mean slow down for... The, slow down the, uh, in the Chinese economy, and if you sold our banks off of that, you are living in a different era which is kind of like this is, again, where your cerebellum is disengaged from the rest of your body or you're engaged in a Jack Nicholson-like one flew over the cuckoo's net analysis, and I think that you're probably not sound of mind. Got it. Uh, Chief, you know, that's... So Washington great. team. No, I know. But Washington the great, team. The great character from right. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's really fantastic character. Um, Otis Worldwide. How about that, though? Do I want to be selling that? She's so good. Are you kidding me? You want to sell Judith Marks? I don't know. I'm just pointing okay. out that okay, Otis so let me, is a big provider of elevator right, so, products to the so Chinese here's market. One, here's what the Chinese, one of the things that they do, and I know that David may disagree with this, but, you know, they actually inspect elevators. That's Otis' business. They're a service company. They have not got backed away from the idea that crashing elevators is bad. Understood. But you can see what's happened to the stock price in recent Well, I mean, this is, again, something what people don't understand. Judith Marks is a hitter, okay? When everyone else was afraid to go visit people, this CEO was just on the road visiting people, taking share from other companies. And that's a good idea to buy that. Well, we can go through, we can do a bunch of names like this. Carrier, we could do Apple. Look at B of A today. How about Uh, that note? A resurgence of nationalist sentiment in China could negatively impact iPhone sales. Reiterate neutral, 160 target. Every 10% drop in sales would imply a $4 billion headwind to revenue. At the same time, we are seeing some statements that say that the lead times on the Apple 13 are longer and that the Chinese are, they've been cutting the price of the 13 in order to be able to have volume. David? Well, we can go through a list of names that we think might be impacted by a slowdown in the Chinese economy if that were to actually happen. Apple's one of them, isn't it? Well, yeah, Does I mean, Nike they sold 40 Does to 50. Starbucks have oh, anything okay, to okay, okay, about? let's do these. Uh, China, 40 to 50 million are sold in China. People are saying that they're doing quite well there. Now there are gaming issues. Okay. Nike, uh, there's a note today saying Nike's back in favor of the Chinese government and the Chinese consumer. The problem is, is that the 51% of the uh, footwear that's made in Vietnam, where they're 
having su- huge supply chain issues. issues. What was it, Starbucks? Okay, so Starbucks is down 20% so far. Yes. That seems like it's uh, not a great thing. Okay. All right. So give me another one. Uh, I don't know. Carl, you got any more? You got any more that we should be thinking about? Oh, I, did, I gave you Otis. I gave yeah. you Starbucks. I gave you Nike. You did Apple. Yeah. What else? I gave you Carrier. I gave yeah. you. Yeah. Cat. Well, I don't know. Caterpillar. Remember, yeah. Caterpillar, this was the quarter that oil passed China is more important. And oil okay. is at $70. So therefore, buy Conoco. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about more in a Tesla? minute. Tesla? Tesla. The numbers are coming through. China? Do I have to worry there at all? The numbers are coming through. Well, this is like one, okay. of the, one of the stories this morning was how silly it was that the Evergrande situation impacted shares of Kroger or Best yeah. Buy yeah, or Twitter yesterday. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that is stupid. Uh, now, look, I, I, if it has to do with minerals, like you don't want to be a big seller of iron here. Now, one of the things that has depressed the steel stocks is that if, if there's less demand in China, maybe they're going to find a way to get around, send it to Mexico. Uh, the, it wasn't just the two plants that they're planning. Uh, this has really hurt Nucor. It's really uh, hurt And Cleveland now Alcoa Clips. with some ca- capacity expansion of their yes. own. Yes. But, look, do you buy those now? I mean, I think that Nucor is only down a quick 20 points. I don't mind buying Nucor. I don't. I think that Nucor is a great company. They're going to have a fantastic year. People are looking for $22 this year and $12 next year. Do you really think that their earnings are going to be cut in half? I think that's wrong. I don't think it happens. So do you think a slowdown in China can be mild enough that it doesn't halt global growth, but it takes the edge off global inflation? Yes. That's, well, that's good. Well, that's not, I, I'll take good, that. Man. Yes, any day of the week. That's why. Now, the problem is that up opening takes all that and says, oh, buy. I mean, look, if you want to cover, fine. But we have other issues. And we do have a Federal Reserve that may not understand exactly what you said. We do have a, David, this debt ceiling is yes. uh, it, it, it's going to be with us until it's solved. Right, which it, it is every time. So. But it does not. I mean, it always looks It'll like it does right now. Right. Which is that loggerheads, no reaction. This will nothing. be the time when they don't, and it'll be right. disastrous. But then we have Uber. Never you happens. Know, we have an individual stock that reported a good number. We have a new head of, a, of AutoNation. I like him very much. Phil and I were going back and forth, Phil Lebeau. Uh, we have an excellent piece about Simon Properties being undervalued. At the same time, uh, my friend Brian Sozi uh, at Yahoo does some very good work on uh, retail. It says, that the, be careful, retail slowing because the stimulus is running, of course. So can, can you give us your big story of the day? No, I don't, I'm not ready yet. You're watching, though. Uh, I, You're I, watching some stuff, some pots boil? I, right? I, I'm, I'm more, more than watching. I'm waiting for my phone to ring. Is this not Royal Dutch and how Royal Dutch had to get rid of? No, that was a very large, can, that was a large okay, transaction. So that is, half billion in the that, Permian. That, Tell me, that, that's a lazy thoughts? Susan deal. Okay, so we have a lot of carbon over here. <laughs> Give the carbon to Conoco, and now we have less carbon. That's, that's called lazy Susan. Got it. Remember, do you ever have a lazy yeah, Susan? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, well, that's lazy Susan. Around. That's what it was. There's no reduction in carbon. Are you kidding me? Well, they reduced their carbon. Yeah, they reduced their carbon. Conoco and Conoco and increased its carbon. carbon. Yeah. Well, that's just great. Now, Conoco also was an accretive deal. Uh, Conoco increases the dividend. Conoco may, I mean, I, look, I, I'm trying to focus on the oil companies that are actually focused on reducing carbon. Mike Worth. Remember, Mike Worth was spending $3 billion reducing carbon. He boosts it to $10 billion. And what happens? What happens when he boosts it to $10 billion? Do you remember uh, what happened with what Wall Street said? They don't believe it. J- no! Opposite, my frere. Not big enough. No, no, listen, what my frere. It? I don't know. What do, what do they no, say? No, J.P. Thought- Morgan downgraded. He's spending too much money on, carb- on carbon neutral. Right. Mike Worth 
is a responsible guy. He does the right thing, and then he gets downgraded by J.P. Morgan. Now, what does J.P. Morgan want? What do they don't believe in? You know, well, like, hey, listen, we want it to be greenwash. We want greenwash. That was a pro-greenwash downgrade. We don't want serious carbon reduction. We want phony carbon, faux, faux carbon reduction. Remember like Moses Malone, faux, faux, faux? Yes. Yeah, well, that's what it was. They want, I mean, I thought it was one of the most embarrassing downgrades I have seen on Wall Street. It upsets you. We don't like the fact that he spent an awful lot of money cleaning the air. That's not the game. Are you kidding me? Do you know Larry Fink is sitting there trying to figure out whether you should buy or sell Chevron? He knows that uh, Larry Fink's got, how many divisions does J.P. Morgan have? Not as many as Larry Fink That's has. right. Well, I'll tell you. Do you have your story yet? I did, I did notice. No, I don't have my story okay. yet. UBS yesterday launched the first U.S.-listed 2X-leveraged ESG ETF. Well, it's about time that we had that worthless product for people <laughs> to lose money. Isn't it, David? And you know what? It's a, it's a five-team parlay. Is it? Yes. That's a lot of teams. Yeah, it's a five-team parlay, and if you, you can actually augment the line. I mean, what do we need that for? Five? What is the point? I mean, really? Uh, and I launched a new double zero, Dostoevsky, the gambler, where if you get double zero, there's even more ESG. I mean, what, what do people come up with these things for? To make money. That's what it is. Yep. That's, That's the is. way it works. We don't have no President Xi telling us you can't make money. President Xi is not that happy with the property. Did you read his note, the guy who runs oh, Evergrande? The Evergrande note? They're oh going to walk God. out of their darkest moment. Yeah, the darkest moment. Is, yeah, that, there is no dawn for Evergrande, okay? There's just a dark moment. At least they have some poetry in their, <laughs> in their state press releases. All right. Yeah, kind of like it. Yeah, but I've got a lot more on Evergrande if you want it. Okay, I'm not sure I do, but thank you. Uh, we'll watch it for sure. We'll keep an eye on the futures. We'll see what the open looks like. We are coming off, as we said, worst day since May 12 for the S&P, the uh, eighth worst one-day move in a year. Uh, and we'll, of course, keep track of the Fed meeting beginning and POTUS at the U.N. this morning. Or squawk on the street in a minute. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big-picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. J&J is moving higher in the pre-market. Companies out with some data showing a booster shot of its COVID vaccine given two months after the first dose provided 94 percent protection in the U.S. and 75 percent globally. J&J says a booster at six months provided a 12-fold increase in antibodies coming on the heels of the Pfizer data on kids 5 to 11, Jim. Uh, it's a, been a decent week for vaccine. News. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people who ever since the Yankee outbreak where there were a bunch of guys had J&J, 
uh, there's been worry that there's no cure to the J&J, that it's not as great. And that was not helped by the fact that the Walgreens pulled it. Uh, I know that uh, those of us with family members who have, who have this, this is great news because uh, there's a lot of people who felt like they had inferior coverage. Uh, they will no longer feel that way. Uh, and I just hope it gets into stores as soon as possible. Uh, we'll watch it. Um, we're looking for more uh, in- information about the U.S. reopening travel from the EU and the U.K. Yes. That's a big deal for New York City uh, and tourism in general and the airlines. We saw some relative strength in travel yesterday. Yes. I want people to watch Visa, uh, cross-border traffic. That will be very, very important. They've been held back by that. Uh, the notion of more testing, it looks like it's PCR. I'm not seeing that it's uh, that it's Abbott uh, Binax now. Uh Look, when I went to Italy, yeah, I, I had three times, you know, the test three times. And you spend most of the time getting tested. I mean, it's like you either have vino or you have tests. Mm-hmm. And I went for PCR. I didn't go for a Barola. I mean, it was that serious. You just had to be tested, tested, tested if you're an American because they don't trust us. Right. Uh, the overlay between uh, vaccine news and real estate news, of course, is obvious uh, today. The Journal says that Google is buying a Manhattan office building for $2.1 billion. It would be the most expensive sale of a U.S. office building since the pandemic. One of the priciest in history, actually, out of the Journal this morning. You know, I'm a huge believer that this whole notion that New York is done is, is, is just stupid. What it says is the traditional buyers, a law firm, may not be here. But you forget that there have been companies that have been waiting to get here to, to do the talent pool. I wouldn't be surprised if Facebook doubles or triples what it's got here. Uh, uh, look, there's a great piece by Morgan Stanley about buying Simon Properties on weakness. Again, I mean, I did a piece on REITs last week. I said, listen, if you want to know what to start buying, start buying some of these REITs. Because there is no, uh, if you always just look at what's, who has been a tenant, you're making a big mistake. Uh, you forget that the cost of having any sort of business out west is insane. And the east is cheap. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, certainly some encouraging data points uh, for the future of New York City, at least. We'll get Kramer's mad dash. We'll count down to the opening bell as futures are looking to reverse some of yesterday's losses, although futures are off the early morning highs. We're back in a moment. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, No one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. All right, we got uh, nine, minutes, nine minutes before we get started with trading. I wish we um, were standing up because that actually looks like a, the first suit that you didn't buy at Men's Warehouse. Oh, God, that just cuts me to the core. Of course. And to the people at Men's Warehouse as well. I never said anything bad about uh, Men's Warehouse. We got a mad dash. Yes. I can stand over there and show people my nice suit no, today. No, we're actually just like. going to try to help people rather than just uh, oh, is be that what you sartorial. Do? Yeah. Okay. David. What do you got? Bausch help. Yes. Joe Papa. Joe okay. Papa, right. Talking about the they, spray. They changed the name from, what did it used to be? Oh, my God, it was your buddy's. It was Valiant. It was your buddy's Valiant. Yeah. Well, Joe, my Joe's buddy? come in. Well, what? All right. What? I just said that to be gratuitous. Okay. Uh, Joe, 
I actually like Joe, and not just because he plays ice hockey with one of our friends, Jason Gerwitz. Got it. Uh, but Joe Papa has created a plan. Uh, well, J.P. Morgan says the pathway for a BHC separation has evolved. David, they're talking about $40 some of the parts. I like this call. I like it because Joe's not happy. He is, likes to create wealth, and I think that this is a very, very interesting call. Does a lot of just the traditional work on multiples. I know you do SOTP. Yes, and I some think, of the parts we and should I think, tell people. Yes, and I think you would just like it because the downside seems very, very limited. Uh, Joe gets to stay on. I have, I've had Joe on. I mean, he promised when this thing was valuable. Well, value remember when vote. he ran Perigo, somehow they have, I mean, they you said to go no to that takeover from Island. That was, I've never seen anything quite like that, even to this so day. So you had to just throw Sorry. negativity on my Yes, a little negativity. It has nothing to do with Joe Papa and his You're stewardship right. of Bausch. You're right. I'm not going to disagree with it. Yeah. That the, the situation was suboptimal. The way that was. But, but I like this call. J.P. Morgan likes it. People are looking for interesting calls that can withstand this market. I had skin on last night, a beauty health company. Yep. That, by the way, was that's Prince Saunders, his SPAC. That was a SPAC. And I had Airbnb, which I think is the story for right now when we start doing this travel. Because hotels are way too expensive over there. They did not come down in price. And Airbnb is a bargain. Well, that certainly was Dara's point from Uber a moment ago, which we'll hear in a moment. Uh, But last week, uh, the best volume since March. That's incredible. And uh, look, I have to tell you that Brian Chesky is saying the business is just going, going great guns. One billion people. The billionth reservation now for wow. something that he came up with. $9,000 additional uh, revenue for people who tend to be otherwise on a fixed income. Uh, it's a remarkable story, and I'm glad he flew in just to, to talk about it because, frankly, it is a story about empowerment. You, you, know, you got a place. Yeah. You can get a little extra money. It works. Um, all right. We got to take a squeeze in a quick break before we uh, get to uh, an opening bell. Going to have some uh, some news as well after uh, after the uh, break. You can catch us anytime, anywhere, by the way, if you want to listen to and follow the Squawk in the Street opening bell podcast. We're back in just a couple minutes. DraftKings, the online gaming giant, is making a bold bid to go global, having made an offer to acquire U.K.-based online sports betting company Entain in stock and cash, according to people familiar with the situation. DraftKings submitted an offer to acquire Entain a few days ago, I'm told. The offer price, roughly 2500 p Now, the offer is largely in DraftKings stock. Uh, I am told there is a cash component. Unclear at this point exactly what the mix is. Uh, but largely in DraftKings stock. Of course, that stock trades at a very high multiple, as people know, having gone public through a SPAC some time back and benefited certainly from uh, the pandemic and other things as well. Entain has attracted interest from other suitors in the past. In fact, earlier this year, Entain rejected an all-stock offer from MGM. That offer was for 0.6 of MGM shares for each Entain share, and that deal, which Entain said significantly undervalued the company was worth, worth roughly 13.83 p at the time but if you take a look at a price a stock chart of Entain you'll see how the stock has moved up dramatically past that in fact uh, it did confirm what they said at the time which was that it dramatically undervalued the company uh, MGM and Entain by the way continue to share though an important online sports betting partnership here in the US that's called BetMGM 
And again, while MGM has nothing to do with this DraftKings bid for Entain, it could benefit from any bid should that bid move forward, given the rights that MGM has in that U.S. partnership with Entain. One would imagine, given those rights, that it will be able to extract certain uh, concessions and or benefits. Now, of course, DraftKings, as I said, came public in 2019. The stock has been very strong. Analysts typically, and many of them have strong buys on it, uh, looking for what? You know, a stock that could trade up into the 70s, perhaps. That would be about eight times 2025 revenues. What do you do when you have a very highly valued stock like this? Well, sometimes you try to use it as currency to buy and expand, gain synergy, of course, which one would imagine they'd be able to do with an entain deal. Um, spokesperson at DraftKings and at Entain, guys have both declined comment or have not returned polls uh, at this point. We'll have a lot more on this story uh, as we uh, potentially get it. the opening bell here really quick, CNBC Real-Time Exchange at the big board. It's online education platform Nerdy celebrating its listing via SPAC and at the NASDAQ cybersecurity company CrowdStrike celebrating its 10th anniversary. Wow. Uh, look, I, I think you got to be very careful with this opening. Uh, there are a lot of people who bought stock when the market was much lower. Uh, good opportunity to cover. I've been telling people to short the market on TV. I tend not to do that. But you've you, you got to cover as it comes in. I'm not saying get long, but it's been a long time since I said short. And I do think that we're at, at a moment where a lot of buyers are going to say, a lot of buyers who came in when the market was down, they say, oh, look, I just got a chance to take a profit. Uh, I want to just go back to what David was talking about for a second. This is maybe the long-awaited consolidation. There are way too many companies in this business. I mean, there's a positive note today about Penn National. Uh, why Penn National? Well, because they say Barstool is going to continue. Well, you did have that deal for William Hill that was done in yeah. the U.K. earlier. But you need to see the year. states adopt. Yeah. You know, we do not have gambling being legal in every state. Yeah. And we all seem to act as it's going to be. I mean, New York is a very important market, and we don't know how New York is going to shake out. I know DraftKings has unbelievable ambitions. It's mostly stock, by the way. I just want to make sure people understand. Mostly stock. I'm not quite sure of the mix. Could be as much as 30% cash. I know that they have uh, gone out into the market for financing as well, but largely stock. And to your point, though, when you have a, although the stock has come back a bit, right, draft but, things, but you want to use a very highly valued currency. Very much unclear at this point whether Entain has interest in that. And they certainly, given that they are not far from the size uh, of DraftKings, could make an argument that, well, why would we take your stock? Um, We'll see how the marketplace reacts to it. By the way, in the U.K., remember, under the U.K. takeover call, the takeover panel, they're going to have to make a statement. So we'll see uh, when they are asked to what their statement is. Again, as I reported and people familiar with the situation indicate, uh, a a so-called formal or at least serious offer is how it was termed to me was made uh, two or three days ago by uh, by DraftKings uh, uh, for for Entain. People want to own this this Entain. MGM gave it a shot and then backed away when they were rejected. Look, it's a it's a land grab, but I have to tell you, I think at a certain point it feels a lot of can it feels like cannabis. Remember when everyone wanted cannabis? There was no price you wouldn't pay mm-hmm. until we find out exactly how lucrative this market can be. Right now, the cost of acquisition is deadly. Right, the cost of acquisition of a customer. Of a customer. I mean, that's why you'll see these deals where it'll be like 
if Mahomes, you know, scores a touchdown, you get X. Right. And that's just a big dead loss for them. But if they can amortize the customer over time, it's good. But they also need, DraftKings needs to make it so that they own this market. Yeah. Un, uh, now, again, if they are successful in this or move ahead, uh, you know, it, it could be beneficial as well, as I pointed out to MGM, which, though it has nothing to do with this offer, right. has that important BetMGM partnership with them here in the U.S. that they started, I think it was in 2018. Entain was then under the name, I think it was GVC. Right. They changed their name to Entain a, a year or two ago. Well, I mean, but, I, uh, I studied uh, that's the an industry. Important, you know, they could have, they have hooks there and they could really extract some benefits. So. The problem with this industry is that if you are already set up as a casino, then you have such an advantage over these companies. Now, the PennNet uh, piece today is about how uh, Barstool is a very cheap form of acquisition. Uh, if you watch the NFL, you'll see DraftKings is plastered everyone. They're trying to block a lot of other people. But let's just say that if, you, if everyone's spending a fortune to get customers, then not everybody's going to make money. But I think that DraftKings is wise to use its it's very expensive currency. Plus, the industry is still dealing with past eras of policy reversal. Online poker was a disaster. Yes. And uh, that, that stove was hot, right? No, I mean, it's a different I, right. story this time. But. but Jason Robbins is a very big thinker. Uh, he has at times tried to think about DraftKings as being a worldwide purveyor of news, business news, any kind of news. And I do think that his forward thinking uh, about having an international view is very, very encouraging for people who are shareholders of DraftKings. Uh, it's a good move, what I'm saying. He's a, he's the consolidator. Well, we'll yeah, uh, well, well yeah, he'd like to be. We'll keep an eye on the stock he, price, oh, given yeah, that's, that's a very important component of any, of any offer. And that's again, a great story. Uh, different rules in the U.K., uh, and so we'll see what we hear from Entain. Uh, did not hear back after making calls over there to try to get some comment from them, but uh, we'll see if they're forced to, as they typically are, comment um, once there's been sort of a public disclosure made of a potential deal. That industry is a, I I mentioned the the cannabis industry, is there a lot of people, a lot of retail investors just got crushed in canopy and crushed until Ray crushed these. Yeah. Why? Because it turned out to be not as lucrative as we thought. But I we mean, you've got more know. and more, uh, it's similar, and you have more and more states that potentially are going to sign on for online gambling right. in the same way same that you have cannabis. so many states that legalize cannabis. Yeah. But I, I do think that Jason's very, very smart. Uh, they did have some regulatory problems a long time ago. They've really worked their way through them. Uh, but I also say, okay, come on. I mean, you need states to adopt it. You can't. You need to be bang, 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 and uh, you need it during football season because it turns out that's really when the betting occurs. Uh, well, watch that uh, on the heels of David's story. Uber above the uh, 50-day for the first time uh, since early July. Nice. As, uh, the company says they are now shooting for Q3 break-even EBITDA. Uh, some additional guidance on Q4 adjusted EBITDA. But Dara Kazmashahi was on Squawk Box this morning, talked about volume last week being the best since March, and said that... Uh, Pricing will, will ease in the second half and volume will accelerate. Here's what he said. The really great thing about Uber is the flexibility of the model. And actually, here we stay, here we are, still in somewhat of a pandemic. And our gross bookings levels are 35 to 40% above the IPO. Uh, and we are very clearly on the path to profitability. So super proud of the team for what they've accomplished. He's referring to a stock, of course, that was once sixty dollars instead right. of forty-two. But look, here, here's what I think is good about capitalism. But when people felt that he was just an, uh, a, a driver pickup, right? 
Yeah. Well, that was not what it turned out to be. It turned out to be a delivery service, and then they bought Drizzly, which was so brilliant. DoorDash just went into the liquor business. Being able to move liquor to people is a very, very big deal. They also have an initiative we didn't get to ask them about, which is about how to have drivers, truck drivers all over the country. Uh, This is a good story. Uh, By the way, Lyft has been a good story. As I mentioned, Airbnb has been a good story. All these are the new economy, gig economy, and they work provided that you don't have to pay your people a lot of money Mm -hmm. and benefits. Right. Which is a key question mark, isn't it, particularly for the ride-sharing companies? I would say yes. And for the delivery companies, actually, as well, here in New York, where the city council has tried to pass a bill. But I I like, Um, look, I like Airbnb, I like DoorDash, I like uh, Dara, I like Uber, and I like Lyft. Because these are companies that everyone said, you know what? liking a lot of stuff today. Well, no, no, I mean, you're, just, you're I, really liking a lot. It's like well, you're no, stamping are, that like on a lot tra- of things. Everyone's trashed these stops. Okay. I mean, well, there's look at Airbnb. Lot, look at Airbnb. I, I will look at it. I, Uber, there's a lot of, I know a number of frustrated shareholders. There's even been a little murmuring about, you know, would there be an activist in there? Could uh, there be? I know. Really going to give me that? Huh. No. I'll yeah. Give you whatever I want to give could be, Could be run. You never know. I, look, I paced you, you on that DraftKings story. How much do you want? I want a lot. Yeah. He wants a lot. I want a lot of praise. But my point is, Uber's still down for the year. Well, I just it's like... obviously been a lot of headwinds for its business. The you interview, just pointed out a lot of them. If I wasn't such a fan and friend of Andrew, I would be jealous. The interview was terrific. And it made me feel like those question that he asked was the question that was most important. I took an, uh, I took an Uber the other day uh, from Summit to Brooklyn, and it was 88 bucks. That used to be 40 bucks. And Dara said, listen, they, the drivers share in that. I think that's good. Uh, he made so many good points that if you bothered to listen to what he said, you would like to buy the stock. Uh, it was a great interview. It certainly trades at a cheaper or a discount to Dash. Yes. Right? Yes. There's no doubt about that. Yes, it does. And, you know, I, I happen to like Tony Zhu very much. Shoe's shoe's brilliant. Okay, Shoe is the one who told I said, look, you have got to help restaurants. They're getting wiped out. So he comes in and says, all right. And then he opens, helps restaurants. I mean, he's, look at that chart. This guy, Shoe, is the real deal. Shoe. Shoe is the real deal. I heard you. She is not. Shoe is. (laughs) She is a dictator. Shoe is a competitor. I think that Tony Hsu is one of the great American stories. You know, mother owns a Chinese restaurant. He bailed out a lot of restaurants when they were in trouble. The loyalty that we have to him when he when he when he did not kick us when we were down. He said, how can I help you? And look at what's happened. That is a guy. I mean, I've been going back and forth with him trying to get him on this morning because I was so jealous of Andrew. And, and I can't get him. He won't do it. He said, listen, I booked, me, booked me already in November. I said, no, come on. Come on right now. You, you just announced that you're going into liquor. Yeah. But no, I, I think he's a visionary and I really, really like him. Yeah, he, well, he's a real guy. Upgraded uh, just last week over at B of A, uh, target of 255, largely on the uh, the TAM that is related to non-restaurant business. That's it. Uh, so That's we'll, it. Well, watch that. But you did talk to Brian Chesky last night of Airbnb oh, about, wow. uh, about the overall model and how it has applied itself to this new environment. Here's what he said. 
what we've learned over these last 18 months is that our model is really adaptable. We're in a fast-changing world. This is one of the most disruptive times since World War II. Well, we have nearly every type of space and every community in the world at nearly every price point. And so we can adapt to however the travel patterns change. And the thing that's really interesting is we're also really innovative. We've done over 100 upgrades to our service just in the first six months of this year. So travel's changing. I think it's going to look nothing like it did in the past. For all the, the hand-wringing about Delta, Jim, Airbnb's gone from 130 to 166 in two months. The safest way. I mean, I talked to Brian. I remember Brian called me when he had to do this layoffs. And it was like, Brian, come on. Just let's get, come on, don't get down. Because you've got a great model. And Brian doesn't get down. And Brian hired people back that he laid off. And what's most important, this is, many people feel it's the safest way. You know, you got the house, you bring your Clorox, you clean up, you know, be an elevator. I was recently in a, in a hotel and four people got on the elevator. Four people. Well, hey, that, that was, I had the Midwest distributor Delta in my elevator. That was horrible for you, I'm yes, sure. Yes, it was. I hadn't had my third journey yet. Oh, you hadn't? No, so I jumped out of that elevator immediately. But if, you are, if you're doing DoorDash, I mean, I'm doing um, Brian and, oh, and, and, you know, Airbnb is great. No I mean, elevators. Now, I, I thought my daughter, when she was in lockdown in Madrid, had a novel strategy. Every Because she couldn't move from Madrid. She was teaching English. Every weekend, she went to a new house. <laughs> what, what I couldn't believe was, he said, that's what everybody does, Jim. People go to new houses in their area because they're sick of their studio. You know, David? There are people who live in studios. They live in a fixed income. They're teachers. And they want to go see the world. They go Airbnb. They do not go to Four Seasons. They don't go to Four Seasons. Understood. But your point is this is obviously sustainable long after the pandemic has ended. And a lot of it is because Brian had the wherewithal when he started this company. There was a guy who said, don't quit your day job. He was telling me, what are you doing there? Brian didn't even want to make it a for-profit. He wanted no. it to be like Craigslist. Amazing. It's crazy. And, and he flew in to see me because I believed, and he had the billionth customer. A billionth customer. David, do you know how hard it is to get a billion customers? I can imagine. It's very hard. You're shining me. I am not shining you. You're shining me. <laughs> but I was just thinking, I like, no. I like Airbnb. I'm going to reiterate that. I like Airbnb. I like DoorDash. I like Uber. I like Lyft. These are very good companies. What don't you like? The rest of the market. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I did want to ask you about uh, sort of a, a pastiche of companies related to supply chain. FDX uh, is raising rates by the most in a decade. Lennar warned about ongoing supply disruptions. Um, right, we, we mentioned Alcoa uh, and uh, Exalta was the other one. I'm going uh, to take this the other side of Lennar. Lennar was an amazing quarter. Okay, it was. It was just an amazing quarter. They need very much to be able to get... Uh, approval for land, and they need to be able to get supply chain better, but the demand is great. Now, I'm not saying, listen, you got to pick up Lenar right here. I'm just saying that it's when demand is bad that I worry. I, I, I don't worry so much for supply because we're still not building enough homes. There is a demand for Lenar homes that is extraordinary, and Stuart Miller, who's run that, he's executive chairman now, uh, doing the comp school, but uh, Stuart Mill, Miller, when he says that they don't have enough homes to meet demand. Do not, therefore, say, you know what, they have too many homes and they can't, they, there is no demand. So there's a level where I want to own Lenar. Uh, uh, we do have a couple other home builders who are reporting they're not as good as Lenar. That could pull things down. But this is, this is a day where people want to own, they want to go back to tech uh, because they think tech doesn't have sensitivity and they're starting to feel much better about uh, putting Evergrande in a box. 
And Evergrande is in a box. They, and that's because she is in control. I mean, she is, David, she is a dictator, but not for life yet. Not for life yet. And if Airbnb had started in that country, it would have been not for profit. It was started in San Francisco. Oh, no, I'm just saying because earlier Carl had mentioned that Chesky had initially yeah. thought yeah. maybe I won't try and make money from it. What are you looking oh. at? No, I'm trying to figure out. I'm looking at Lucid. Lucid oh. is just, Lucid's it, on fire. By the way, people that don't, because I spend way more time than I should with him. When we're in our office here, he just looks at the tape. That's He just he can't well, stop himself uh, from looking at the tape. I, I have to. I mean, if I see Lucid up and I know they're for Lucid as a meeting and everyone's very excited about Lucid, right after I have my back surgery, um, I had the privilege of driving in the back of, uh, of a Lucid. I remember. Yeah, and I was thrown. I was thrown, and I was right back in the, uh, almost instantly back in the hospital. Uh, but I enjoyed the ride immensely. It was so funny because, you know, I mean, this is one of these things where Rawlinson goes, are you strapped in? I said, well, yeah. He goes, and then he goes zero to 80 in our parking lot, and boom, I go forward, and, like, my back is like, I got, like, a gazillion stitches. And I said, well, another way to take the stitches out, just not the way I'd like it. Yeah, I remember that day. It was a very yeah. cold day. Yeah, and then I, I did not suffer a concussion, and I was not on the pup list. I played the next week. Uh, torque is different. Different kind of ride. Holy cow, yes. 0 to 80, yep. silently. I mean. In a large limo or a, lar- a large very luxury, nice sedan. A luxury sedan. Very nice. Actually. Now, David, not we have limo. to move on. Yes, we do. But you know what? You and I are going to go for a lucid ride. Okay, I look forward right. to that. You go in a car at all? I uh, try not to. Okay. <laughs> the bounce is holding here. Uh, we're up 288, and the VIX is down to 23. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hi, Bob. Hello, guys. Uh, I have a friend who just ordered a Lucid. They are very, very excited about this car. I'm excited to just see it in general. Uh, so yesterday, what we had, 10 to 1, declining to advancing throughout most of the day. Uh, today, we have the opposite. 10 to 1, almost 10 to 1, advancing to declining at the open. Take a look at the sectors. Kind of an inverse of yesterday. The biggest decliner yesterday was China. There's the MSCI China ETF. That's the big gainer today. This often happens on these big days. Energy, big decliner yesterday. Gainer today. Banks, retail, tech, um, lagging a little bit, but but improving in the last few minutes. Uh, What's lagging is consumer staples. So you see names like General Mills, Kellogg lagging a bit, but that's not at all surprising. Why did we rally today? Well, a little bit of less concerns about the Evergrande contagion, a little bit more hopes for a dovish Fed. Those are plausible explanations, but don't kid yourself. Uh, it's not entirely clear. Nobody knows exactly. I think the big note overnight was S&P's comment on Evergrande. I, tell, I think this did help calm things down a little. Here's what they said. We believe the Chinese banking sector can digest an Evergrande default with no significant disruption. We think the hit to the financial system from Evergrande alone will be manageable. The key word there is manageable. I think this is encouraging. I think this helped calm people down. Do remember, not to be a spoiler, similar comments like manageable were made about mortgage-backed securities in 2007, and we all know how that turned out. I'm just saying, I don't think it's a Lehman moment either, but we did learn about knock-on effects in 2007 that we don't necessarily know anything about. And I think there are potential knock-on effects here, too. Take a look at, uh, uh, on an intraday basis, we did have a 5% correction yesterday. If you take a look at some of the issues that we're dealing with, there's a lot of reasons why people are a little bit concerned outside of China. We have the China risk. We have the Delta variant drag on growth. We've got the Fed tapering coming up, supply chain labor issues. We've got a debt ceiling and tax uncertainty out there. On top of the season now, this is a lot to deal with. So there's concerns that earnings estimates have stopped going up. And it's true. They have stopped going up in the last few weeks. 
And there's a very simple reason why they've stopped going up, because we're in a bit of a dead zone right now. There's no companies been reporting for the last few weeks. Analysts are not original. They wait for the companies to report and then they do revisions. So we're going to now start getting companies that are reporting. We had one today. We had AutoZone. The numbers were terrific from AutoZone. That not only were the earnings way above expectations, comps 4.3%, that it was a positive number. They were expecting a negative number. They've had a huge buyback program, which is definitely helping their earnings overall. But that's a key player today. So what else have we got? Well, you're going to see some other big names out there. We're going to have uh, FedEx after the bell. They've been talking about price increases. I want to hear what they have to say. And we're going to have Costco and Nike Carl, these are two big global companies that you want to look at. Costco mostly in the U.S., but Nike Global. uh, And they'll give us a much better indicator of where things are. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob. See you in a bit. Uh, Bob Pisani. Before we go to break, it's time for the bond report. See how treasuries are faring this morning as we check out yields. Of course, the two-day Fed meeting begins today. Ten-year just south of 132. Dow's up 338 now. We'll be right back. Coming up in the next hour, the president will address the U.N. General Assembly. Right now, it's Bolsonaro of Brazil. A journal Today says the president's speech will be uh, rooted in diplomacy, talk about global alliances, uh, says he'll encourage competition among rising powers, but make clear he does not want another Cold War. We'll bring that to you live when it happens. In the meantime, Dow's up uh, 315, S&P back to 4392. Time for Jim and stop trading. Look, a lot of people say, wait a second, AutoNation just lost an unbelievable CEO. We love Michael Jackson, comes on all the time. Now, first of all, he didn't lose me. The state told him everyone. But they've got this fellow, Mike Manley, is coming from Stellantis, which is a Dutch manufacturing company. He's the head of America for Stellantis. And uh, Phil immediately, uh, Phil Lebeau immediately said to me, Jim, this guy is terrific. And that, the reason why that's important is because I thought a lot of people would sell the stock. Uh, We know this as being maybe the premier play on the whole problem with trying to get new cars. And I want to encourage people to not sell it because this guy used to be Fiat. He he reinvigorated Jeep. And it's a great coup to get him. So don't sell AutoNation uh, on the fact that Mike, I happen to love Michael. He is just dynamite. But this guy's good. And um, don't sell it on that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, AZO at a one-month high today after their numbers. And that number was good, and they keep buying back stock. A lot of st- anything having to do with used cars and fixing cars remains great because you can't get a new one. I, I have a car. I'm trying to buy. I'm not going to mention it, but I've been trying to buy a car for six months. You got and a big show tonight. You bet I do. I got Salesforce because it's, uh, you know, it's, this is their week, man. It's Dreamforce. Dreamforce. And uh, Shantanu Narayan, Shantanu, I have been recommending Adobe since 66. Uh, ever since my daughter showed me how to be an artist, and I have never backed away. She is a she not uses it for every everybody who is in design. David uses this thing. So, so half I, a trillion of market cap you got coming on. I just it's going hard. Over half, two of them, the two combined, half a trillion of market cap. Uh, yeah, good job. Wow. Did he, just, did he say good That's, job? Yeah, I think you can, can go we home happy. Can we run that today. clip? Can we run that clip? The good job clip. That's it. That's all you get. Thank you. We'll see you at 6, Mad Money with Jim Cramer. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success 
and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.